The reading from Matthew chapter 5, verse 13. Matthew chapter 5, verse 13. Very familiar object lesson that Jesus uses. We've spoken about this quite some time, but we need to look at this passage as we look at the implications of the statement that Jesus made, I am the light of the world. The last two Sundays, we've looked at light, some biblical principles concerning light, some mentions in the scripture. No way we can just walk through and look at all of them. Did you know in the book of John alone, there are 21 references to light? So you think that, of course, that was an important theme in the ministry of Jesus. But we want to look at this passage of scripture, and where does it fit in as we look at the statement that Jesus made, I am the light of the world. Matthew chapter 5, beginning in verse 13, would you stand as the scriptures read, please? Matthew chapter 5, beginning in verse 13, you're the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city is set on a hill, cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, that it gives light to all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Let's pray together, please. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for teaching us about you and some important things about us. Thank you for teaching us what we need to know to live for you, to be the church we ought to be, and we ask that you would help us to learn some things tonight and remind us of these things when we need them. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You may be seated. We looked at the passage of Scripture in uh, John chapter 8, verse 12, when Jesus plainly said, I am the light of the world. Now, of course, in Matthew chapter 5, verse 14, he says, you are the light of the world. Sounds like a contradiction. Which statement is true? The statement of Jesus when he said, I am the light of the world? Or the statement of Jesus when he said, you are the light of the world? Of course, you know the answer to that is both. Now, a person may ask the question, how can it be both? Jesus tells us how. You'll turn over to John again, chapter 12, passage of scripture we've read about three different times in the last couple of weeks. John chapter 12, verse 35. One of his statements concerning the light, and he tells us how this is possible. John chapter 12, verse 35. Then Jesus said to them, a little while longer, the light is with you. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness overtake you. He who walks in darkness does not know where he is going. Verse 36, while you have the light, believe in the light that you may become the sons of light. Believe in the light so that you can become the sons of light. And we are the light of the world because we become the sons of light, through faith in Jesus Christ. Darkness is our natural state. Back in chapter 8, verse 12, when Jesus said, I am the light of the world, he who follows me will not walk in darkness, 
Well, the implication is those who do not follow Christ will walk in darkness. There's two witnesses of what Jesus said. The first one is the Apostle Paul in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8. Paul clarifies it, lest there's any mistaking about what our natural state is. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8. He indicates very clearly the change that comes when someone places faith in Jesus Christ. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8, For you were once darkness, but now you are light, listen to this, in the Lord. So that's pretty clear. You were once darkness. That's where you are out of the Lord. Now you're light in the Lord. And he continues, walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. For it is shameful to even speak of those things which are done by them in speak secret. But all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light. Whatever makes manifest is light. Therefore, he says, awake, you who sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. You were once darkness. Now you're a light in the Lord. You remember, of course, the statement in the book of 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, where he says, you're a chosen generation, a peculiar people, God has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So we realize that the change is made through faith in Jesus Christ. Faith in Jesus does two things. First of all, it puts us into his light. He said in chapter 12, verse 46, passage scripture read this morning, he that believes in me should not abide in darkness. But then he puts his light into us. So faith in Christ does two things. It puts us into his light and he puts his light into us. His light is meant to be shined in a dark world. His light is not meant to be bottled up and kept inside for our enjoyment. He says, you, you put a light on a lampstand. You don't cover it up. You don't hide it. You make sure it's high where people can see it. And Paul said it this way, if you look in Philippians chapter 2, verse 14. Philippians chapter 2, verse 14. Do all things without complaining and disputing, that you may become blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you shine as lights in the world. Paul says we would be, should be lights and shine in what a crooked and perverse generation. So the darker the world, the darker the times, the more important it is that Christians shine the light of Jesus. Why is that so important? 
No one else will shine the light of Jesus. Can't depend on anybody else to shine the light of Jesus but those who have the light of Jesus Christ. So it is meant to be shined in a dark world. And Jesus is specific, how do we shine the light? He says that people can see your good works and glorify God in heaven. So as we do what is good and what is right, as the Apostle Paul said, and walk as children of light, that means our walk will reflect that we have believed in Jesus Christ. And that walk that is proper and good will reflect the light of Jesus Christ. Now, Paul specifies the alternative. If you look in chapter 13 of the book of Romans, Remember, Jesus said, let your light so shine in the world that men can see the good things you do. Well, a lot of times, we have to have things spelled out for us. Uh, as people, we just have to have things spelled out. Because a lot of times, things happen, and we say, well, he didn't tell us that. Well, the Bible tells us something specifically about the alternative to good works. So we understand Paul says, this is what you stay away from if you're going to shine your light. In Romans chapter 13, verse 11, and do this, knowing the time, it is now high time to awake out of sleep, for now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness, let us put on the armor of light, let us walk properly, as in the day, not in revelry and drunkenness and lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy. Now, there's the alternative. So we do the checklist. These things are the works of darkness. This is not light. Light is not revelry and drunkenness, lewdness and lust, and strife and envy. Strife and envy has to do with those things we just cannot let go against another person. Strife and envy are those things that interfere with us cooperating and working together. So we understand these things are all works of darkness, and Paul says if we're going to shine as lights in the world, these things need to be out of our life. You cast off the works of darkness. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lusts. So, Jesus tells us how. Through faith in Christ, we are put in his light. His light is put into us. His light is meant to be shined in the world around us. And we want to just kind of wrap it all up with some aspects of walking in the light. He said several times about walking in the light. Two things about walking in the light. First of all, Walking in the light is safer. Now, you, you know all of these things a lot of times by, by uh, experience. If you're going to walk into a dark room, you better know the layout of that room. Uh, I have walked into dark rooms before, 
and forgotten that maybe I placed something that was out of the way or I had repositioned something. Uh, and if you've ever hunted a piece of furniture with your little toe, you realize the importance of walking in the light. It's really a lot safer to walk in the light. It's a lot safer for us to walk in the light because these lifestyles that Paul mentions that are darkness, they're harmful to us. You know, ungodly life is harmful. It's, it's unhealthy and it's dangerous. It's a lot safer to live like Jesus asked us to live. It's just safer all the way around. It's safer for ourselves, but watch this. This is important. It's safer for those around us. It is dangerous for the people around us if we decide it's not worth the effort to walk in the light and let our light shine. One more passage of Scripture, 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Second Corinthians chapter 4, and we'll begin in verse 1. Therefore, since we have received this ministry, have received mercy, we do not lose heart. We have renounced the hidden things of shame, not walking in craftiness or handling the word of God deceitfully, but manifestation of the truth, committing ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But if our gospel is veiled, or if our gospel is hidden, it is hidden to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. We do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your bondservants for Jesus' sake. For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ Jesus. If our gospel is hid, it is hid to those who are lost, whom the God of this world, which is Satan, has blinded their hearts, lest the light of Jesus should shine to them. Now, we, we say this again. If we decide it's just not worth the effort, just because we're, we're lazy, it's convenient to do something else, we have other reasons, some things we just don't want to let go, and our lifestyle is not in accordance to Christ, and our lifestyle is not a bright lifestyle, but we still have a lot of the works of darkness that we just have some things we're just not going to let go of. If our gospel is hidden and our light's not shining, those who need it the most suffering because of our gospel is hidden and our light doesn't shine it is hidden to those who are lost now one other thing about walking in the light walking in the light is a lot happier it's a lot happier one of the scholars I was reading they were discussing light obviously was uh, had looked in the literature of, of a lot of different cultures he said one of humanity's most prevailing fears is the fear of the dark, the fear of the dark. And if you walk in the light, you're just going to be a lot happier if we walk as sons of light, walk as children of light. I can remember, I mentioned this morning, how much happier I was 
down in Atlanta, Arkansas, when my grandmama found me a nightlight after she had turned those lights out. I was a lot happier when I had some light. And we're going to be happier, too, if we'll walk as children of light. It's just going to be better for us. It's going to be happier. It's going to be less fearful. We'll have more confidence. We'll be more cheerful, which, of course, will help us shine to those around us. Is there anything before we continue in the service? 